Welcome back, Ascenders, to the Ascended Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Crane. So we did it. We did it. We are on the final episode, which means I can now start releasing this podcast. I'm so excited. Um, a while ago, I vowed to myself to, to not record weekly because if I record weekly and life gets in the way, then what happens is that we go months and you guys get no podcast episode. And I really want to be better at releasing these things on a schedule. And so what I realized the best thing for me to do is to batch a season, record everything, and then release it on a schedule so you guys get it on time the whole time. And to give you some like insight into when I started actually recording this podcast season, it was July of 2021. <laughs> and I quickly realized that how I was recording it was not how I had wanted to do so. When I first started doing this podcast, I, I and also YouTube, by the way, I would plan my episodes and kind of sort of outline them or, or script them. And what I realized was it had a feel to it that, not that it was not a genuine feel, but it was, it, it was too forced. It was a forced feel that wanted to feel more natural. And so what I figured I would do, I wanted to start channeling more and working with spirit more when it came to what it was that I talked about. Because when I would try to script, I would run out of things to say. And then when I decided to sort of start riffing things and working with spirit, I've noticed that it was sort of easier for me to talk and that the, the episodes would be a little bit longer because I wasn't trying to force something out of me. And, and then I said, you know what, I want to work with collective energy and I want to see what the collective needs. And then I'll start talking. I don't want to sort of talk and I'm not addressing the energy that's in the collective right now. I want to be able to address the specific things that people are experiencing and going through. And even if that means I have to talk about something multiple times, what I've learned is that that's because people need to hear it multiple times, Right. And when you are someone, and this is me giving an example of like when you see that, sometimes like you can say to somebody, look, I love you, but they need to hear it often, right? When you say I love you, that may work and it may hold them over for three days, particularly if you're someone that like your love language is words of affirmation. But if you go a week and your significant other doesn't say I love you, you start to think they don't love you anymore, Right. And what I realize when it comes to sharing things with you all and sharing messages, that it's very much the same way, right? Because on this platform and even YouTube, what you're receiving from me is my voice. That requires that I repeat myself because this form of love language that me and you are sharing with each other right now is words of affirmation. It has to be. It can't be acts of service. We're not physically near each other right? I can't, you, physical touch, how can I touch you? All the other love languages I can't convey through this these mediums. The only thing you get is voice, which means the only way for me to convey it is through words of affirmation, which require that. I sometimes have to repeat the same thing in order for it to sort of hammer in, right? To, to sort of nail itself home. 
And so I realized with doing this podcast season that some episodes that may came out, some aspects of the episode may be repetitive, but because I decided to channel, I, I allowed myself to sit in the knowledge of knowing that it was, it was necessary. So a lot of these episodes this season came out and it came channeled. Um, but I think today I want to talk about something that may or may not be exciting for some of you. It could be anxiety inducing for some of you all. I've thought about for a long time whether or not I actually wanted to share this information. And I decided to do so on this platform as a podcast and not YouTube. Um, just because a podcast has a different kind of audience. Um, and I feel like if you listen to it through the podcast that it's a message that was meant to get to you versus, you know, me popping up on your recommended page on YouTube or something like that. Although this podcast does go on YouTube too. So maybe that's happened. I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. Um, so I want to talk about how the world already ended. <laughs> and okay, I got a backstory for this one. And I know I'm laughing now. And I'm laughing now because I've had the time to process all of this. But one day I was, I was, wasn't even in a meditation. So here's the thing. I can channel without meditating or being in a meditative state. Um, sometimes I'm meditating, but sometimes I could be at work, like answering a bunch of work emails and then the biggest download would drop. In this particular circumstance, circumstance, I was working, I was answering work emails and I felt the vibration in the room shift. My ears started pinging real bad. The, the, the ringing in it was super high pitched. It was different and it was an urgent type of message. It was like someone was trying to get a hold of me and it was important and I needed to know it. And I got a data dump and I got a data dump from, um, not necessarily a new collective group, but a shift in the group. So the group was a form of like collective conscious, but also galactic consciousness. It wasn't necessarily the beings that I'm always communicating with, but however, they weren't threatening. Right. So it was, you know, I work with something that I call the Galactic Council. There are many members of the Galactic Council. What it felt like was that it was the council, but maybe different um, uh, uh, people that were contributing ideas. And I do say people because when I talk about the council, they're not like what we think about, like when we think about spirit guys, the council are actual like being beings. The majority of them are incarnate. They're just wherever they are, right? In whatever planet system that they are or star system they are, they are actual beings. And um, the head being that I have a tendency to talk to was present, but they weren't necessarily the one that was giving all of the information. So I'm just giving you the setup of where I was receiving this information from. And they said, listen, and I was like, okay, what's up? <laughs> And, and they just dropped it. They didn't even work it in. They were like, okay, well, the world was already supposed to end. And I was like, what? Are you, what? what are you talking about? And then they said, as a matter of fact, it did end. And everybody right now is on borrowed time. And so essentially what the message was, was that the world was in fact supposed to end back in 2012. And um, that there was a number of interventions that prevented it from completely going like blowing apart right and a lot of the interventions that happened were extraterrestrial there was a lot of um people and beings that were involved in stopping the sort of destruction of this planet and um they also shared information with me about how close on a daily basis we get to it ending and so they said, you know, the, the world ending is, is a daily sort of job to prevent from happening. 
And they explained things like war, how close war is all of the time. And they also explained things like nuclear warheads and how many times there has been situations with world leaders where the people that worked for them begged them, please don't do it. Please don't push that button. And that it is a constant and continuous thing to um, prevent the people that have the power to push the button to, from actually doing it. What they explained is that it's not a situation where the button is tucked away in some safe and that it's never talked about, but that the idea of going to like a nuclear war is something that is constant and consistent and very much like a daily discussion in some countries. And that all it takes is one for the entire thing to fall apart. And they explain that we have been on the, the brink of a nuclear war for many years now and that we are always on the brink of it from a daily basis. That we were already supposed to, as a species, have died out. And um, I was very upset when I was receiving this. And I remember I completely broke down. I couldn't work for the rest of the day and I cried. I cried a lot for the whole day. And the feeling that I had was this overwhelming feeling of grief. And, and it was, uh, I had never experienced not only grieving the loss of humanity, but grieving my own death of being in this place where I was profoundly aware of the fact that I was not supposed to be alive and nobody else was supposed to be alive either. And that we are in fact on borrowed time. And with sharing this, I don't want you to feel sad or even um, worried. And because I don't necessarily think it's something to worry about. It's really just sort of kind of our timeline. And I also think where we are right now, in my opinion, is a blessing. Because the rest of what they explain is that we are on borrowed time. We are... The best way I can explain it, if you picture an, picture an hourglass and picture the sand running out of an hourglass and picture the glass now being like totally empty and but nothing happened, right? It's similar to how like the battery on a clock dies out, but it doesn't mean that the sun doesn't go up and down, right? That's where we are. The, the battery on the clock died out, but it doesn't mean that the, set, the sun isn't still doing what the sun is doing in the sky. And so because of this, the energy is incredibly chaotic, right? And if you think about 2012 and think about the life that you were living in 2012 and the life that you are living now, think about the amount of chaos that's happened in that time. We all as a people have acknowledged the fact that for whatever reason, life feels chaotic these, these days. Not that life was never like chaotic, but for some reason today, these days, it feels really chaotic. We all too are experiencing the collapse of time. Time now doesn't have the same meaning as it used to have. It feels like it's compounding or compressing on itself, right? We are all experiencing sort of the after effects of the end of time in a lot of different ways. It's just played out and manifested in different ways in our life, right? And our luck is different. Like our bad luck is different, but so is our good luck, right? For some reason, when we do manage to get lucky, we get really, really lucky, right? Everything about what we know about life and time and how things are supposed to work 
is not working anymore. It's incredibly chaotic. Now with that, I want to pull up a channeled message that I have because sometimes before I do these things, I, get, I do get channeled messages and I want to read to you what I wrote down that was channeled. So it says, we are trying to stop chaos, which is counterproductive. Work with chaos as it's good for spontaneous manifestations, similar to spontaneous combustion. It won't stop being chaotic as chaos is a symptom of destruction. But after all things destroyed comes things renewed. And I thought that that was so beautiful. We are in a time when a lot of us are trying to wait it out, right? Myself included, I was, right? Um, we're thinking, okay, things are hectic right now. I'm going to step back out of this and observe. We're going to wait for things to calm down and hope that life reaches a place where like it gets back to normal. And one thing I've had to start saying to people is that it's not getting back to normal because we are actually on the other side of what we consider to be life before, right? It's not actually going back to that. There is no time where it's going to calm down. And I will also say that this decade in particular, right, like the the 20s will be a time where it is known as chaotic, right? So assuming that we don't completely self-destruct and we make it to history books, right? The 20s or the years of the 20s will be known as a time in civilization that was completely chaotic where there were numerous pandemics because there are a lot of pandemics, you all. And, and I'm starting a channel right now. Oh, how fun, a channeled episode. So I'm starting to channel more information. There will be numerous um, pandemics and uh, it'll almost kind of like be an era of pandemic. Like when COVID just becomes like a normal flu, there will be another pandemic. We will actually get, we will become used to living in times of like sickness and we will get used to sort of being able to navigate in sickness. Because remember, right, we are in a state of chaos, right? And so sickness is a part of the chaos. And so when it comes to that, this is not something that should frighten you. This is just so you know what to prepare for, right? So that means make sure you're taking your vitamins. Make sure you're taking your vitamin C and that you're getting access to the sun. And if you can't go outside, you're also taking your vitamin D and you're, and you're watching what you're putting into your body in terms of food. That's not something that requires you to be afraid. It's just a let, to let you know how to prepare, right? We are also going to be going into a time of scarcity. Now, this is something I predicted on the channel, on my YouTube channel years, maybe about two years ago now, where I said to you that we were going to be having food insecurities, food shortages, water shortages. I told you this two years ago. And so this isn't going to be something that we're going to see the end of. People keep saying, oh, shipping crisis, shipping crisis, but there will be another crisis. We are going into a time when for whatever reason, there will be gaps on like storage shelves for food. That's just the time that we're in. And it's not necessarily going to go away. We're just going to get used to going, oh, there's no cream cheese today, right? Eventually we'll be used to that, to that reality, but it will be re a reality that if we make it to a point where we have grandkids, like we'll say to them when in my time, when I was your age, this, the shelves used to always be full. Like it'll be one of those kind of stories, but we are in a time now where that's not going to be the case and it's not going to be the case for a foreseeable future. We will always be in a state of missing something because we are in a state of chaos and we're in a state of chaos but be because we are on, um, for lack of a better phrase, borrowed time. Um, 
war will be a thing. I did predict on the channel, like the Ukraine war as well. That's on the channel. If you go back to um, my predictions for 2022 video, uh, it was a video where I did a tarot reading and midway, like buried in that video, I do say that there will be a war that breaks out by Turkey is what I actually said. And if anyone is not familiar with your geography, it goes Ukraine. Below Ukraine is uh, is a sea. I think it's the Black Sea. And then on the other side of the sea is actually Turkey. And Turkey is where all of those state leaders are. That's where they go to have their diplomatic talks, right? But I predicted that too. And so there will be another war as well. And... Um, and I also don't want you all to be alarmed if we break out into a World War III. Don't be alarmed by that, okay? Because all of this is part of the plan. Now, I don't know when this episode is going to go out, but I'm recording this on March 27th. So depending on when it goes out and depending on what happens in the world, like that, that's the day that this is actually being recorded. Um, but, but there will be more wars, right? And this is just the time that we are in. It'll be a very chaotic time. But what does this mean for you? Because this is what we're going to see play out on the outside. Chaos is a great energy to use when you're trying to manifest the life that you want for yourself because chaos has no rules. There are no sort of manifestation rules. Manifestation now is a lot more spontaneous. Things pop up faster than how they would normally pop up or um, with more energy than how they would normally pop up. So manifesting where we currently are is actually hard. And I've actually channeled this information from spirit as well. Um, I channeled this from um, the galactic council. So not necessarily like a spirit guide, but like council. So actual beings that are incarnate where they are, right? Um, who told me that, hey, no, your manifestations are coming. It's just taking a longer time. And I asked them why that is because the energy on our planet is different and we call it like the 3D or the third dimension, it's denser. Like picture like like if you had buckets of air, our bucket is thicker than other buckets. And so because it's a thick bucket, it doesn't mean that things aren't traveling through it. It's just taking longer to get through it, right? Because we are now in a state of chaos, that those rules are no longer what they used to be. Those rules are no longer, um, some parts of the bucket are thicker. Some parts of the bucket are maybe thicker than other parts, but there are some parts of the bucket too that are also really thin and there are no rules to it because it's in an active state of chaos. And so when you're manifesting, know that your manifestation could be traveling which at whatever point in the bucket, it doesn't actually matter, right? So maybe it's in a thick part and then for whatever reason, it hits a thin part and it may fly through that, right? Or maybe it's in an extra thick part, but it doesn't mean that it's not in the bucket, okay? And I, I hope, because that was incredibly, what, what a metaphor, but I hope that make that has some meaning to you. Um, but keep going because there are no rules, right? There are no rules anymore in terms of what your life can look like or what you can do or how much money that you can make. What, what you need to do is make the decision that that's going to be yours. And then after you make the decision, right? And, and let me go back. When you make that decision, you make it knowing that you don't know how to do it yet. Sometimes it prevents people from making the decision is that they're like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know the steps to manifest this. And because they don't have the answers, it actually prevents them from making the decision at all. And so in this particular case, when it comes to you, I don't actually want that to be the case. I want you to just know what you want, know what you want and allow yourself to make a decision on what it is that you want. That's it. 
and understand that after you make the decision that eventually the answers will come to you when it comes to what to do next right but just allow yourself to make the the, the the decision first and make it knowing that you don't yet know how don't let not knowing the how stop you from doing it or making the decision or even owning the fact that you want a certain thing or want a certain lifestyle or want to be surrounded by certain people in your life just go ahead and allow yourself to make that decision and so after you make the decision, the answers will start to flow to you and you'll start to notice that your line, your life will sort of piece together. The people that hold the answers will all of a sudden come to you. You'll meet them at some restaurant or something and they'll, and they'll say something that triggers something in your mind and you're like, oh my God, that's it. That's how to do it. But now is the time to do it because we are in a state of chaos and we will like perpetually be in a state of chaos. It's not that you have a window. It's not that you have like one month to make all these choices. The reason why you don't have a window was because we were already supposed to be wiped out back in 2012, right? And it just didn't happen. Everybody's on borrowed time. It's always been in a state of chaos. Life has been in a state of chaos since 2012. We all have in some in some way have intuitively sensed that life has been really weird for 10 years, that for whatever reason, nothing is making sense, and that we're all in this daisy haze, right? And that information, by the way, of like, it's supposed to have ended, is being shared with a lot of people. People are waking up, people are now channeling information. We have people that are channeling that that never thought they were channels, that never thought about what it meant to be a psychic, that never had psychic people in the family, and they're getting information. And the reason for this is because information is supposed to be shared. The idea is that if we know, if enough people know, we have the ability to make an alternative decision. Because remember, Ascenders, we're still co-creators, right? This reality, we've co-created together. We have the ability to decide that we don't want it to end. And that's what's happened. Right. That's why we're still here, because collectively there are people on this planet that goes, nope, not today. We're not doing this today. And so it doesn't happen. And contrary to popular belief, you don't need a whole lot of people on the planet in order to change the energy of a planet. Right. What you need to change the energy of like a region is like one percent of people in that region who are conscious at the same time. But a planet itself doesn't need more than 20% of the planet to be awakened in order for it to go completely different. Because the energy is very high vibrational, right? And if you're duplicating that energy across the board, then that energy is, 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 is strong. It's very strong and it's all you need in order to keep something going or not going. And so as a collective, we have the ability to co-create together and decide, hey, we're not doing this. We don't want to do this. We don't want it to end, Right? For whatever your reason is, but you also have the ability to continue the co-creation by creating the life that you want for yourself too, because we are in an active state of chaos and we will always be in an active state of chaos because we are on borrowed time. And when things are being destroyed, things get really chaotic, but because things were already meant to have been destroyed, right, this state of chaos that we're in, it's not like a warning. People think that a chaotic state is a warning that if you don't stop that everything will end, not realizing that it already ended, which is why it's chaotic. Think about um, what we know of to be the Big Bang when they said the beginning of the universe, right? Now, you know, whether or not you believe that that's how the universe started, that that's neither here or there. 
think about the metaphor of the Big Bang then and like what it means and what it signifies, right? It was this state of like chaos. It's the state of just crazy, intense chaos and then it banged. And then we have the creation of what it is that we see today, right? All of that chaos had the ability to manifest what we know of the universe today. And so think of that, but on a smaller scale, when you're viewing your life and you're viewing the chaos that you feel like is your life, but also the chaos that you feel like you're witnessing, be it social media, CNN, right? What you're seeing on TV, what's happening with the people that you know around you, just the constant chaos, right? And then allow yourself to harness that energy. And you just do that by making a conscious decision that you want to use it. And then going, you know what? I'm going to manifest with this energy. I'm going to use this chaotic energy because chaos has no rules. And I'm going to create the life that I want to have for myself. And I don't have the answer of how I'm going to do that yet. All I know is that this is the life I want, right? So this is what you're going to do. I want you, because this is an exercise, so I hope you're listening to me. (laughs) I want you to first visualize the life that you want. That's it, right? It could be maybe you just really want to be happy. Maybe you want to have a healthy family, right? Maybe career is really important to you. Maybe you want to have a life where you just, you get to travel and you get to see the world. What is that? I don't care about the how just yet. What is that, right? After you come up with that, allow yourself for for like a week or two to sit and allow yourself to practice being open-minded. A lot of us think that we are open-minded and we are not open-minded. We're not. We think that we are. We think that because we're like, oh, aliens exist, that that makes us open-minded. It's not. I'll tell you how you know it's not. How many of you were swiping on a dating app, saw somebody with a tooth that you didn't like, and you were like, oh, no, I can't do bad teeth? Never mind that person's heart or what they could have provided in a relationship, but you're like, snaggle tooth, not doing it, right? Or maybe they were wearing a jacket you didn't like that you thought was ugly. How many times have you said no to somebody because of something that was disgustingly superficial? We all have done it. So no, you are not as open-minded as you think you are. Now, you may be more progressive in thought that most people around you are, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're open-minded, right? So for like, and that's why I'm saying do it for a couple of weeks, for like a week or two. Just practice the art of being open-minded. And I want you to do that because I want you to be open about how you get those things. I want you to be open about how you how you find happiness or open about family. And let me touch on the family thing for a minute, right? When we think of family, for whatever reason, we think of a, a man, a woman, and 2.5 kids, right? Like people are evolving. That's not what family looks like anymore. Family could be Maybe you meet a group of people and they're the bestest friends you have ever had and they feel like family. For some of you, maybe it is adoption, right? Maybe that maybe that's the family. For some of you, maybe you absolutely love animals and you want all of the dogs you can have or cats. So maybe you have a herd of cats or you have a pack of dogs and that's your family. Be open-minded about what your family can look like. Don't make yourself feel like a family is a man, a woman, and 2.5 kids. Be open-minded about what that looks like, right? If you want to travel the world, be open-minded about how you get to other places. When we think of, oh, we're going to travel, right? Particularly when you're someone that hasn't yet traveled. And that's a lot of people. You know you want to, but maybe because of 
the way life worked out or funding and finances, it just doesn't work out. When we visualize traveling, for some reason, we visualize boarding a plane. I think it's probably the archetype of traveling, but we just visualize boarding a plane. Also remember that you can get to places by boat, right? By train, that you can get to other countries by being on a train or by traveling by boat, that there's other ways to get there. Be open-minded about how you reach your destinations or what the destinations are. Some people, for example, um, I'm going to just throw out a place. I'm just going to, because, you know, because I was talking to a friend about this the other day. They really want to go to Dubai. So they're going to Dubai, right? But let's say that you also really wanted to go to Turkey. I'm just throwing places out there. So go with me here. And, um, but you thought to yourself, I only have money for one trip. I saved all this money. I can only go to one place. So you go, I'm going to Dubai. Be open-minded about the fact that a lot of stops and layovers to Dubai stop in Turkey, right? So be open-minded about how you reach certain destinations in your life. And that takes a couple weeks to do because it takes a couple weeks for us to open up our mind to other options, right? Then after that, I want you to find a quiet time and you will start working out the how. How do I do something? In this particular circumstance, let's say you want to be a writer. Let's say you want to have a best or a New York Times best-selling book, or you want to be a New York Times best-selling author, and you really want to be a, a writer, but maybe you've never written anything before. And so because of that, you said to yourself, well, I can't, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't be a writer. I haven't even, like, I haven't written an essay since I was in high school or something like that, right? That doesn't matter. What you're going to do is write out the how, right? So you're going to start writing out the steps of what you need to do in order to get there, right? Maybe one of those steps is how do I publish? How do I get a publisher? If you want to go through a publisher, maybe you have to look into what are the steps of getting a publisher? You know how you do that? You YouTube. You type it into YouTube. You will find two or three good videos of people that will walk you through exactly how to do so. Or maybe you want to self-publish and you want to know how you do that. You go to YouTube. You look up how do I self-publish and you will find two to three videos walking you step-by-step step of how to self-publish. Probably you'll self-publish on Amazon, but whatever you do, you do. Okay. Then you got to figure out, okay, I need to, what am I going to write about? Right. And then you will take some time to brainstorm what ideas you want to write about if you don't already have it. Right. Maybe you need an outline of a manuscript or a book. And you're like, well, how do I write that? You're going to go to YouTube. That's how. You're going to find two to three videos that will give you a step-by-step -step instructions on how to do so. What you're going to do is start putting in active steps. Take active steps in order to fulfill that manifestation. Because remember, you are a co-creator. You're like, people will say what they want. They'll say their wish, their prayer. They'll throw it out into the universe. They'll give it to God. And then they sit patiently and wait. And they go, oh, damn, this is taking for a really long time. What's happening? You are a co-creator, Ascender. You are a co-creator. I'm going to say it again. You are a co-creator. You create with the universe or God. You create with. So after you give them the wish or the prayer, right, so it can go do its portion, so it can go co-create half of the scenario for you you will then fulfill the other half, okay? 
and you simply do that by doing little steps day by day. And after you get all the steps out, you're going to sit down somewhere. I don't care if it's a phone, a tablet, a computer, and you are going to start that first paragraph. Right? And you're going to go, oh, my God, but there's so much to write. Mm -mm, you know what you're going to do? Before you start, you're going to hit that microphone button. You're going to hit the dictation button on that laptop, on that tablet, on that phone, and you are going to talk. You are going to say what is on your head, and that computer, that machine, will put it in text. You don't even have to sit there and write it yourself. Just speak and let the computer do the job. And next thing you know, you would have a whole book. A whole book. There are ways to do so, but you have to allow yourself to think about other options. Because when people think I want to write a book, they think about themselves sitting, slaving away over a computer, typing. You don't have to write it that way. You can talk, honey. You can talk and let the computer turn it into a transcript. You don't actually have to write anything these days. But you won't get there if you don't allow yourself to be open to how it happens, right? Actionable steps. And you're going to do this, and you're going to do this at this point in your life because the, the world is in chaos. Why? Because it ended already, which is why the, the title to this episode is Laugh, because the world already ended. Everything that's happening, laugh. People that you're coming in contact with, Laugh. People that are getting on your nerves, laugh. That relationship that didn't work out, laugh. People, oh, by the way, relationships are fun because how many of you have noticed that people seem crazy these days? Show of hands. Show of hands. Not saying that dating wasn't hard before, but we on a collective level can more or less agree with each other that for some reason, it doesn't make sense anymore. People seem more out of their minds and they seem more chaotic. And the reason why they seem more chaotic is because they are in a state of chaos. They don't know why they're in a state of chaos. They haven't consciously uh, attuned to the fact that they are, in fact, in a state of chaos. Because sometimes what happens is you feel that you're in chaos and then you think you're mentally ill. That's what society has taught us to believe. Society has taught us that we are mentally ill because the society... Is it a state of chaos? And society is it a state of chaos because it's a reflection of what's happening actually to us in our reality, right? But you, you start to see it play out in, in different relationships. And you're like, this person is bugging because they are. So you got to laugh. When you feel like someone just tried you, you got to laugh because everything is genuinely in a state of chaos. Why? Because the world already ended. Everything ended already. You are worried about things in your life ending, going, I don't want to change. Change is hard. I'm afraid of change. It's pushing me out of my comfort zone. What do you mean you don't want things to end in your life? It ended already. I don't, you know, I'm not happy in my relationship, but I'm afraid to end it. Why? It ended already. The fact that you are in a relationship now, all of you are on borrowed time. It ended already. Oh, I can't leave my job. I don't like my job. I'm not happy, but I'm afraid to leave because... What am I going to do? Why are you afraid to leave? You already left that job. It happened already. Everything that you are afraid to do, every cycle or phase in your life that you are afraid to end has already ended. Everybody's on borrowed time. Now we're just existing in a state of chaos, which is why everything and everybody seems chaotic. 
but use this energy as an opportunity to manifest a life that it is that you want for yourself and you don't know how you're going to do it yet. You don't have to know how. All you have to know is that you want to do it. That's it. And then after you own that you want it, then you can start putting in the steps that are required to do it. And for some of you, it may not be that big. Maybe it's like, I want to read more. Okay, so read more. And for some of you, you're going to be like, but Mr. Green, it's so hard for me to read. When I was a kid, I used to love to read, but for some reason, it's so hard. No, it's not for some reason. Life is chaotic, so your brain can't take it. So what you're going to do is train your brain to take it. You're going to find a book that interests you. And if you're someone that struggles to read, but you wanted to pick it back up, you're going to read one page a day. That's it. And what you're going to notice is you'll start to get in tune with it again. And then it'll be easier for you to read two pages a day and then three pages a day and then four pages a day. And the next thing you know, you'll, you would have picked up that hobby that you used to love to do as a kid. You don't have to know the answer of how you're going to succeed at it yet. All you have to know is that it is something that you want to do now. That's it. So create a list of the things that you want for your life and then walk away for two weeks. And when you walk away for two weeks, practice being open-minded because you have to be open to how it gets to you. Then when you feel like you're there, you're going to start writing your action steps. First step, what am I going to do? Second step, what am I going to do? For some people, you go, oh, I want to be in shape, right? What are your action steps? Your action steps is that you're going to wake up earlier. That's it. You're going to hate it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say that you're going to wake up and you're going to love it. You're going to hate it. You're going to be like, oh my God, it's still dark outside. What the hell am I doing? But you're going to do it. You're going to wake up and you're going to, what? Put on your, your workout clothes. And you're going to be so mad because it's, it's so early. And maybe that day, that's where you stop. I've had days like that. I've had days where I ended up in my yoga pants and that's all I did. But the next day I had my yoga pants on and my sweatshirt. And then the next day, oh my God, I was outside going for a walk. It's just steps. We pressure ourselves to be all there immediately. And sometimes we're not. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not realistic. But what you do is the steps. Why? Because you're a co-creator. You're a co-creator. You don't give your wish or your prayer over to the universe or God and then act like you're helpless in the process. That is the opposite of what it means to find yourself. That is the opposite of what it means to own your power, to claim your strength is to give over your will and wait for it to be returned to you. That's not how it works. You're a co-creator, you co-create. You hand it over so the universe or God can do its portion of the co-creation. And then you co-create from your side and you watch it come together. And it will come together because we are in a state of chaos. Chaos has no rules. It has no rules. You can bend the rules to make it work for you, your, your energy. At the end of the day, you are energy. You are energy at the end of the day. And remember this, because this is a very crucial lesson that I just recently learned. And I want to leave this season off this way. We oftentimes feel like we, we have frequency, right? Because we talk a lot about changing our frequency, elevating our frequency. But for some reason, talking about it from that perspective makes us feel like we have it as if it's something that existed in a cup and then we pick the cup up. But you don't have frequency. You are frequency. 
You don't acquire frequency. You are frequency. That is why you have the way or the ability to bend energy any way you see fit that works for you because you are frequency. That is why you impact everything you touch because you are frequency. That's why if you bump into something, it falls off the table because you are frequency. Energy moves energy. So make an active decision and decide what you are now going to move.